Welcome to EE Times On Air. I'm David Finch. Today is Wednesday, January 9th, and we are live from CES here at Eureka Park in the Sands Convention Center, part of the beautiful Venetian Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, it's been a big week once again with tech leaders and startups converging in over 63 acres of floor space, which is fairly mind-blowing to me. Uh, speaking of tech leaders, my next guest is Chief Technology Officer and VP of Engineering for Appliances at TE Connectivity. Have I gotten all that right? Yes, thank you, Dave. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and uh, Paul Lachnan has joined us here and uh, uh, from TE, and welcome to the program. Thank you, Dave. Pleasure to be here. Uh, this is uh, really exciting to have you here because you know we've gotten so many different uh, perspectives from so many different great companies and brands. Uh, what's exciting to me about a brand like TE is the breadth of, I, you can't crack open any one of these products and not find uh, a TE component or a problem that TE has solved for somebody. Certainly the company is all about sensors, connectivity. Um, how important is the consumer market for your company? Uh, you know, and, and uh, what, what might you expect out of CES this year? Consumer market, Dave, is absolutely critical for pretty much everything we do. In sure. many cases, we're not supplying directly to the end customers, but to, uh, but, but to actually customers who enable solutions for the end customer. But as implied in the name, it's all about connectivity for us in terms of pulling various pieces of technology together in ways that make for compelling solutions for our customers. That could be sensors, as you mentioned. It could be, uh, it could be microprocessors. It could be RF connect connectivity, um, a whole plethora of different, I would say, um, uh, technology, uh, uh, technology solutions that need to come together in unique, compelling ways that solve customers for our, um, uh, that solve problems for our customers, I should say. Right, and 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 solve solve problems at at every connectivity point. I don't think I'm overstating things by saying that. Correct. Correct. I mean, we have we have solutions in applications ranging from medical to aerospace to appliances that I'm directly involved in, um, data and devices division, which uh, backend servers, data storage, pretty much every facet of the uh, technology industry, you'll find TE solutions in there somewhere, uh, connecting different pieces together. Absolutely. Um, now, <clears throat> you know, specifically where we find these things, you lead the appliance division. Correct, yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, as manufacturers like white goods and, and appliance manufacturers are starting to integrate uh, more sophisticated sensors and connectivity uh, into these products, what, in your opinion, are, uh, are some challenges for the mass adoption of IoT in the appliance space? In the appliance space, it's been uh, it's, it's been a journey over the last couple of years. I mean, if you go back a few years ago, appliances were still very much old school in terms of their um, in, in terms of their functionality. It was all about completing the function safely, um, uh, somewhat energy efficiently. I would say um, the level of intelligence that you that you were starting to see in other um, areas of technology had not quite made it to home appliances yet. But in the last couple of years, that's changed fundamentally, so now we have appliances that are, um, that are intelligent, they're looking to solve um, real-world problems for customers in unique and different ways, um, applying um, artificial intelligence, applying uh, connectivity to the cloud to do uh, data analytics, uh, analyzing uh, the needs of not just one customer on a one-by-one -one basis, but looking at uh, data as a whole and applying unique solutions to pretty much the entire customer base uh, based on insights derived from the entire, um, the, 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 um, the, the entire uh, user base, I would say, of, uh, 
um, of customers for a given uh, for a given product type. Now, many appliance manufacturers have uh, you know maybe more limited experience with collecting data and certainly with cloud connectivity. How does TE help these companies to become digital companies and leverage data and analytics in a, in a safe way? Historically, TE has, um, has been very much at the physical layer of the solution in terms of connectors and uh, terminals, uh, cables, I would say. TE has evolved over time to where we have transitioned from providing simple physical interfaces to more complex connectivity uh, solutions uh, that enable um, data to be collected, I would say, more seamlessly, wirelessly through the cloud. We're not directly involved in the data analytics piece. We, uh, in many cases, our customers like to do that themselves and figure out their own their own customers' use cases, etc. But in terms of the enabling technologies to allow them to do that, it might be antenna design and implementation. It might be the uh, the cabling solutions. Um, it might be the uh, support for the various communications protocols to enable that data to be collected. So we don't necessarily touch our customers data, but we do enable them to manipulate, to understand, to derive solutions from that you know, in, in, in pretty interesting ways, depending on the technology involved. Right, and I have to imagine that in, in the case of appliances, anytime you're dealing with sensitive RF, anytime I, I don't naturally think antenna, and then motor control and appliances and relay chatter and things turning on and off, so there, there has to be a, a level of design sophistication that would uh, allow for the enablement of RF communications in these devices at those speeds while the, while the machine is running and working. That's, that's very true. One, one of the unique um, challenges that we face in appliances is we're typically operating in harsher environments than maybe your typical consumer, um, consumer product. Uh, we're dealing with high temperatures in oven applications. We're dealing with high levels of metal shielding, which don't necessarily go well with antennas and right. 2.4 gigs communications. Sure. You know, so, so there's there's definitely a case for, I would say, unique solutions to uh, to really taps into our engineers' kind of uh, brain power, I would say, and experience to be able to uh, to be able to solve for those particular use cases and give a reliable solution for our customers at the end of the day. Sure, and that that reliability. Is, is what is afforded to an engineer when they work with TE specifically. Because of your long legacy, uh, you know, and I remember from my days as, a, as an application engineer and design engineer, um, th there were just certain brands that you knew that had this legacy uh, sort of trusted resources and you, you didn't have to wonder if it was going to be designed properly or, that's, or that's for a particular application. Exactly, we have highly experienced field application engineers and we also provide direct access to our customers, to our actual development engineers as well, oh, yeah. uh, to provide, some, yeah, to provide uh, application uh, engineering services in many cases, yeah. And, and being able to get on the phone with an application engineer or, or, or visit with an application engineer is so massively important. It can shorten your design cycle from weeks, months, to days, weeks. It, it, it's absolutely critical, and even for me in the appliances piece, you know, we've seen design cycles shrink enormously. There, there was a time when, you know, typical design cycle might be multiple years. Now that's you know that's shrinking right down to be more in line with what you'd expect in the consumer world. Actually. Yeah, that's uh, uh, giving uh, giving the customer, your customer, who are the appliance OEMs, the competitive edge with respect to reliability and time to market. Um, is is so important that the month or two month or 
a few months that you save really make a huge difference when you're trying to get to market. That, that, that's right, Jim. Yeah. Um, so I don't have any data to back this up. This is just in, intuitively, and I might yeah. be way off base, but uh, I, you know, I'll ask the question anyway. Sure, sure. It's wildly irresponsible. Okay. <laughs> um, I would presume that uh, uh, a, a fair amount of consumers are somewhat reluctant to purchase, say, connected appliances, uh, maybe because of privacy or security concerns. Um, and, and maybe we focus there is more on the concerns of, of uh, you know, what happens once you introduce a connected device into your home. Uh, what do you think the industry at large needs to do to address these issues to gain some more com consumer confidence when it comes to connected devices? It's a, it's, a, it's a good point, and I think we've all seen from numerous public cases in the, in the recent past how data privacy you know, has been um, has been somewhat neglected, I would say, as the technology has, has, has advanced as fast as, well, as, as what it has. Yeah. Um, I do think there is a general recognition of that in the across the industry right now. And I, from my vantage point, I see significant steps being taken to redress that going forward in terms of the stand, some of the standards that are being put in place. I see industry leaders coming together in a much more collaborative fashion rather than everyone fashioning their own security solutions, which you know, leave themselves vulnerable, open to loopholes and whatnot. Um, I, I do think over time there's going to be a, a much stronger um, rec number one recognition that is there, but in terms of the actual uh, solutions being implemented, um, I, I think we're going to be in a much better place you know, in, in, in a year, two years from now. I think it's going to fall to the background uh, versus where it is today. Yeah, and, and as we get those security issues addressed or those concerns addressed, um, you know, that maybe helps to accelerate adoption of connected devices, which helps the IoT to expand that much further. And it, it will do, I think. And I think we're seeing evidence of that. I mean, if you, if you look at the product categories, they're proving most successful today. I mean, take, uh, take even voice, which you, you know, here at CES, you see in pretty much embedded in pretty much every, every other device uh, sure. at the moment. You know, people have proven amazingly trusting, right, uh, depending, on, uh, depending on the company impl implementing that, of, uh, um, of utilizing those uh, technologies right now. And uh, I think even, even where there is a perception of giving up some privacy, I think people feel that the trade-offs are actually worth it in terms of the functionality and the value that they get out of, uh, out of doing that. So there, 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 is a, um, there is a balance there, I think, at the end of the day. Absolutely. Um, you know, speaking of balance, uh, it's, it's, it's sort of like we, we need all the players to work sort of collaboratively. Uh, everybody's going to be making their own different investments in different technologies or different mm -hmm. solutions. Uh, where do you see uh, some of the more important investments coming from TE connectivity, uh, say in the next three to five years, one to three years? From from a TE perspective, I mean we're we're um, we're pretty much uh, st working very closely with our with, with our customer base to understand where their roadmaps are leading them, so that we can be ahead of that in terms of the next generation technologies and solutions uh, that we want. So so for us, you know, it's a it's a multifaceted process in terms of understanding the direction our customers are going, understanding the needs of end consumers in their own right, of, um, of what kind of pain points they have in their everyday lives, what problems they need, to be they need to be solved. And then combining with that is our own research. You know, we, TE has um, 
over 7,000 engineers worldwide involved in R&D activities. 7,000 engineers? 7,000 engineers, yeah. Um, we have about 80,000 people in the company, um, majority manufacturing related, but uh, 7,000 plus um, R&D engineers who are working on advanced technologies, next generation products, looking beyond what even our customers are thinking about um, in terms of uh, technology pipelines, in terms of what's happening in the worlds of materials, uh, silicon, all of that stuff, you know, uh, communication uh, methodologies, etc and uh, trying to stay ahead of that curve, basically, so that we're there and ready with those solutions for our customers. That is, uh, that's the place you want to be, is on, on the end of the roadmap where you're looking into the next several years and, and working collaboratively with the OEMs, with the end customers, to, to really right. understand it. That, that, that's right, yeah, and that, that's, a, that's very much part of the value that we CT is delivering to those customers, that ability to be able to predict what they need, even ahead of when they need it in many cases. Right. And, and honestly, again, I don't have any data to support this. Your marketing people probably do, but I don't. Uh, but anecdotally, I can say that has to be why every time I open anything, I see some TE in there. Yep. Is because uh, you you do bring this value, and it's and it's a, a theme that has been sort of repeated over and over this entire week here, and especially in Eureka Park, uh, where we have people have struck upon a technology that is exciting but it can't just exist as its own thing. It needs an entire ecosystem around it or an, entirely techno an entire technology platform around it to really bring it to market, right? That's very true. And, uh, and certainly the scale and the latitude that, that TE has mm -hmm. um, you know, really makes the brand something of, of real value to your end customers uh, and also to uh, you know, also to the electronics distribution channel, That's companies right. like Aero, Digikey, Mauser. Um, you know, I, I would imagine you've got a tremendous amount of success in the uh, electronics distribution space as well. That, that's right. For, for us, it's always very exciting talking to those customers. Um, in, many, in many cases, the, I, I would say people have a, have a narrow view of TE, you know, in terms of they'll know some components, but they won't necessarily know others. So part of our goal is actually to expose the broad TE portfolio across multiple different categories to exactly those customers so they understand the full breadth of offerings and can really optimize their designs, you know, for optimal solutions. Absolutely, and it's and it's important to get that exposure on such a wide portfolio, especially uh, if you know, as you mentioned, if there is a uh, more narrow, limited view where people put their parameters around what a brand is. Um, you know, certainly, I think in the broad market, there's always an opportunity uh, to to introduce. You know, hey, you might not have known, but we've got this entirely separate line. You know. Correct, and that's why we're excited to work with those same distribution partners as well, because they, they do a great job in terms of actually uh, doing more than what <laughs> any one of us can do in an individual you know, business unit or whatever to, to expose the broader portfolio to our yeah, to customers at the end of the day. Absolutely. Well, Paul, this has been uh, this has been really enlightening. Thank you so much. Like I said, we've we've had so many exciting conversations this week. It's you know all the energy of CES is uh, uh, you know. It's right here in Eureka Park. There's just so much activity here. And uh, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I'm glad you were able to make time. I can imagine you've got a lot of meetings this week. No, it's, been, it's been fantastic. My, my, <laughs> my pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. Dave. Good, let's yeah. do it more. Absolutely, <laughs> All thank, right. thank you. Okay. Great, thank you. Great. Uh, and thank you for watching. And be sure to check out ces.eetimes.com to catch more interviews with industry leaders, such as Paul, throughout the week, exclusively on the EE Times Content Hub 
And don't forget to subscribe to the EE Times on-air podcast series brought to you by the Aspencore Global Service and EE Times. It's your free deep dive into the most compelling stories in electronics, and it's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. For EE Times and the Aspencore Global Service, I'm David Finch. Thanks for watching. EE Times on-air. This program is produced by Aspencore. Thanks for listening.